Hi everybody, this is Coach Gill. Welcome to the Triathlon Podcast. Today's episode is Triathlon Kickstart. Beginner basics for the swim, bike, and run. Dive into the world of triathlon with my beginner-friendly guide. Learn the essential swim, bike, and run fundamentals to kickstart your journey to triathlon success. Greetings, future triathletes. Welcome to the Triathlon Podcast, where we break down the barriers to entry and make triathlon training accessible to beginners. I'm your host, Coach Gill, and in today's episode, we're laying the foundation for your triathlon journey. Whether you're a newbie or just thinking about dipping your toes into the triathlon waters, this episode is your ultimate guide to getting started with the basics of swim, bike, and run. So let's get to it. First, we'll start with the swim. Just speaking about the swim, how do we get started? If you're new, first is choosing the right swim gear. So first and foremost, obviously you need a bathing suit. And yes, it does matter. (laughs) So for the ladies, you want a snug fitting. One piece is ideal. I'll explain why in a second. Uh, But if you want to wear a two piece, just make sure, first of all, it fits you snugly, but not too tight and there is enough coverage so it's not a bikini bikini and for the men i would suggest yes a speedo that's probably the best why because when you're in the water already your resistance any extra loose clothing that's just going to create more resistance or as we like to say more drag in the water so to minimize this And that's why I say to the ladies, it's probably best to have a one piece, a snug one piece, so that water doesn't go through, you're creating more drag. And the same for the men, I know you might want to wear a loose boxer, but a tight brief type bottom for you is best to resist the drag so that you glide through the water. Next, you should also have... I would say a pair of swimming fins, but not too big. Not the big scuba fins, but the very, we call them zoomers. And what these do is they will help you get a feel for the kick and keeping your legs taut while you swim. It's good for form. And yes, you do get a little bit faster, but it does help with drills. The next piece of of equipment would be hand paddles. Hand paddles, now, when you put them on, they will actually create more resistance, but the purpose of that is to help you build strength as you swim, to build strength in your shoulders and your forearms. So they are good to first build strength, but also to get a feel for the water as you're moving your hands through the water. You have to have a kickboard. A kickboard, obviously, it's really for focusing on the kick. And that is essential to keeping your body. You want your butt raised 
when you're swimming horizontally. You don't want, if you do that, then your legs are raised. You, otherwise, your legs will sink. So in doing those kicking exercises with a kickboard, that in theory helps you work on your kicks so that your legs don't sink. And it, just for fun, if you have a scuba mask and tube, that does help for doing drill. I, I suggest mostly for drill work, if you're gonna do single arm swim drills in the water, having a snorkel is, is very helpful for that drill, and there are quite a few others. Those are the key pieces of equipment, but the most essential would be a watch of some, some sort uh, if you don't want to spring for a Garmin, there, there are plenty of watches out there that, so that you can see the time. The numbers matter, and the more money you're willing to spend, you're likely you'll also be able to see your swim stroke and many other uh, geometrics to allow you to improve your swim. So I would say if you can have a swimming suit and a watch that would be great of course you're going to need this it goes without saying i think that you would need to have a swim a good swim cap and goggles goggles are a personal choice definitely along with the swim suit uh just a good pair of goggles put out by a, a big brand you know speedo uh or uh, uh i don't know adidas there, there's some there's some big brands out there Zogs, those are those are very good quality goggle. But to start out with, you don't need to spend too much money for the swim. Next, I would say you would like to, unless you were um, a big swimmer in high school or college and you swam with the team, most likely you are going to need some swimming lessons. Even if you do know how to swim and you can get across to the other side of the pool well, um, most people. I would say their eyes are bigger than the heads when it comes to swimming. Most people think that they're a lot better than they are. Taking some swim lessons for even as a refresher to get the basic swim techniques for efficiency and confidence. Remember, triathlon is, is long, no matter what distance. So the goal, one of the goals with swimming is not only to finish fast, but the goal is to not be exhausted. And that goes to swim efficiency and really it's a triathlon coach that you would want to see to get started with solid swim lessons and you know then you take it from there if you do fine by yourself after that that that's great uh, but to start out swimming with a group is a good idea and last we don't talk about this much but if you're new to triathlon it is possible that you are a very good swimmer in the pool but you rarely get into open water. And a lot of beginners, they dismiss this, but it's very important that you are at least comfortable swimming in over water, in open water. And what I suggest is not, you know, yes, you do your training in the pool. But after that, I suggest that you maybe, I don't know, as it starts to get warm once a month, once every two weeks, as the race approaches, you do some swimming even it might be short just 10 minutes 20 minutes to get used to swimming in open water with waves not having a line to follow not having uh, any sort of reference whatsoever is where you are just self sense of self in the water is a good idea and getting in the habit of looking up to see where you're going that's not something we 
ordinarily have to worry about in the swimming pool, but it's something necessary for open water swimming. Whatever you do, do not wait until race day to explore open water for the first time. That That's a big mistake. All right, next we're going to move on to the bike for getting started. We're gonna talk about, it's, it's all about the gear, isn't it? So the bike, when you buy a bike, that will probably be the most uh, expensive piece of equipment that you will have to purchase for this whole triathlon project. And I say definitely, I did start this as a beginner in triathlon and I definitely say move slowly with this. So if you've never done a triathlon before and you're not a big cyclist, do not go out and buy a triathlon bike, uh, an aero bike, don't do that. First, I would say start with, if you have a bike, start with that. Yes, a, a little, um, even if it is, a, you know, uh, it's, there are no clips on there. Even if it is a little city bike, start out with that with just a sprint. And, and I say this because one, you might start with this triathlon thing and decide you, you don't even like it that much. So I would say use the bike even if it is a little, like I said, a mountain bike or, or a city bike. Start with that just for the sprints, which are very short. And if you find that you like it, then definitely you need, you need a road bike. Um, and what type, I would say, as light as possible, but it all depends on how much money you're willing to spend. So once you decide, so yeah, if you have, already have a road bike, Again, just use that for a while um, until you find that you're, you're really invested emotionally and psychologically in this project, and then you invest financially. Um, but let's say you're ready to buy a bike, still first start with a road bike. A good, it would be great if you, if you can afford carbon, you get a good carbon bike, but it's nothing wrong with having an alloy where it's carbon and a little bit of aluminum is fine to start out. Um, and I say this because, well, the race is long, so to speak. If you wait and gradually upgrade, by the time you're ready to buy that super expensive bike, you know exactly what you need for your race, for your experience, for your body. You're already knowledgeable in that. If you don't, if you just go off and buy the most expensive bike you can, you're basically trusting whoever the salesman is and whatever your friend said. Um, you have to choose what's best for you. So since we're talking about beginners, get a nice road bike and get as light as you can. There are lots of great brands, uh, Specialized, Trek. Uh, they're all, you know, they're, they're all, they're, there are a lot of great brands out there. Um, so I would suggest starting out with that. And yes, you're going to need the clip-in shoes. You're going to need a good helmet, great sunglasses. And again, it goes to resistance. Fine clothes that are going to stay close to your body that will keep you cool in the summer, warm in the winter if you bike in the winter. And I think if you're going to bother to get a real road bike, then you should pay the extra money for a bike fit. In fact, I would say after the bike, the next most important thing is a bike fit. Um, if you invest that extra money in, in a bike fit, you won't have to worry about 
knee pain or ankle pain or back pain. You'll be able to cycle for hours without any real stress whatsoever. Trust me on this. After that, uh, for helmets, the only thing I can say, there's a lot out there. Just make sure you check. When you see all these special deals on bike helmets, normally that are $300, and then you see these great deals, they're, they're been reduced down to 50 Most likely, they have passed the expiration date. So all anything that's plastic, no matter how great it is, as you might know, over time it still gets too hard and then it cracks so and that goes for helmets when you buy a brand new helmet it should stay nice and supple for a while for a couple of years but then it will harden so if you buy a helmet that has passed its expiration date if you crash that helmet could shatter as opposed to give and protect your head so i would say just be wary of deeply discounted helmets you do need a good pair of sunglasses, even if you're not into that. Even if you don't need glasses or you wear contacts, just, just to protect yourself, your eyes, from dust and the odd gnat that will light most likely get into your eye. Things like that. Um, you definitely need that. And again, a good watch, a good try watch, if you're ready to spend that kind of money, is it is a game changer. Next. Uh, I would say, so you've got the bike, you've got, what did we say? You've got your helmet, sunglasses, you've got bike gloves. Yeah, don't forget the bike gloves. You've got your kit, your bike kit with good padding in the shorts. You've got your clip-in shoes. Um, I would say start out with, if you're new to cycling, start out with a bike group, a cycling club if you can. If not... Definitely try to start out with some easy roads. Definitely investigate the area where, if you're going to go out by yourself, investigate the route and how much the road climbs or descends and how much traffic before you go out. I don't suggest just going out there without knowing what to expect if you're new to cycling. I would also suggest um, if you are not used to clipping in and out of your bike, there's nothing wrong with that. I definitely started out like that. Um, really, the the truth about me is I only learned how to ride a bike at the age of 33. So I started out in triathlon late. So trust me, I have done all the things that might be embarrassing to others. And the first thing I did when I got my new road bike, it was it just went so fast. And I was too scared to clip in and clip out. So I did cycle for ride for a little while in my sneakers just to get used to get a feel for the bike. If you are new to clipping in and clipping out, I would say first you get a bike trainer. Um, and first of all, that's great to train indoors, which is good. It's very helpful. But next, you'll already get in the habit of clipping in and clipping out because often it's a question of remembering to clip out or getting used to clipping in as you're going. So just practicing on the trainer is good. And then I would say gradually, uh, when you go out on a flat surface, just practice stopping and starting with the clip on, with the clip in shoes. It is, there is, it is a trick to it, um, but the more you practice, the better you'll get. And if you are going to, if you have the trainer, then I would suggest that 
there are plenty of apps now that can give you great speed work sessions and you're on your trainer and it's very helpful to get the work done especially if you work uh, a 40 hour a week job it is helpful to have the trainer but even still try to get out once a week or at least twice a month if you're if you're training for something to get outside because it goes to bike handling skills those are my suggestions for getting started with the bike next is the run which is probably the least complicated you just need a good pair of running shoes um, so yeah so for gear I would say running shoes you need a hat and sunglasses and your your trusty smartwatch but also before you get started I would suggest that you go to a podiatrist and let them have a look at your feet with the aim of getting some customized insoles so our feet are the foundation of everything that that goes to our body so if there's any imbalance with your feet then you will have problems with your knees with your hips with your back and possibly all the way up your spine to your neck so the same goes it's on the same line as a bike fit go to the podiatrist with the sh with the sneakers that you normally wear when you run let them have a look most likely if you're over 35 you probably do no matter how healthy you think you are you probably do have some imbalances and a podiatrist will prescribe a good pair of insoles for you that you will slide into your sneakers and that will ensure a base for healthy running um, if you already run great you know if you're a runner but it, again I always suggest um, finding a running club uh, and I would also say of the three you, you probably have will potentially have the most risk for injury in running so join a running club or a group and don't go crazy with the running if you already run if you've been running for a long time fine and this goes for any of the all three disciplines but if you're new to running it's not something really running I don't see as something to do every day simply because you can injure yourself the most you can bike every day you can swim every day if you're careful running is just a lot of wear and tear so take it easy with the running maybe run three times a week to start out with to get used to it um, get used to maybe playing a little bit with your stride uh, and from there as you get more confident and as the distances get more comfortable then increase so the next thing is tricky it all depends on you and your how much money you want to invest and your time but beginners do need a plan I would say first before although I would say before you seek out a coach or a training plan first just make sure you are doing these three disciplines somewhat and getting your feet wet you're trying then once you've got a little bit of a habit that's when you find a triathlon coach uh, not everyone can be coached if you do this sporadically and you know you don't always have time you, you've got a lot of demands with family work etc and you squeeze in something when you can squeeze in something 
I would say that's probably not the best time to get a coach because if you don't follow his or her training instructions, then you're not going to get your money's worth because any coach is going to expect that you commit a certain number of hours per week. Um, but it's a good idea to either get a coach or find a training plan. So yes, there's a lot of stuff on the internet that you can find to, to dabble with. And I will say, really, you can. You can find the loads of training plans. And I do think maybe before you invest in a coach, try out something basic that you found on Training Peaks, something like that, that's free. There are a lot of free plans. And if you find that you can stick to it, it's realistic, and you're making progress, then I would say, and you've got the money to, to invest, I would suggest a coach. So the the problem is, You've got tons of training plans out there. You can even ask ChatGPT to design a, a little training plan for you for free. It's true, you can do all that. The problem is it's just like your feet. Everybody's different. So just because you found, I think it's great to do, to find something online to get started, definitely, if you, you really, really are a beginner. But after that, if you wanna see real progress without injuring yourself, it's a very good idea if you have the money to get a coach because that coach is going to tailor a training plan for you, your needs, and the goals that you have set. And also they keep you, you have someone to answer to. So that, that's another good, and also they motivate you as well. Um, so you're, however you have a training plan, you are gonna have some sort of training schedule you're gonna to start to get used to that training schedule and how it works for you. And the problem with triathlon is it's very addictive. Well, I think all endurance sports have the potential to be addictive, first of all, but triathlon is, you can become quite insatiable if it's, and the reason why is you're gonna start out doing things and you're gonna do things badly. You know, you're, or you're always going to be tired. You feel like you're not progressing at first. Then all of a sudden you start to see progress. Then you start doing a few short races and, and you, you begin to surprise yourself that you're actually able to do some of the things that were so difficult when you first started are becoming routine. You're ready, you're thirsty for more. And what happens is you say to yourself, well, if I can do this, what else can I do? And then we just, all of us, I'm included, we just lose it and go nuts and just, we, then we begin already to overtrain or we start doing too much and then we're going to find real setbacks. So it's very important as a beginner, yes, even as a beginner, to incorporate rest and recovery at all stages. Now, that's what I have for getting started. Uh, what I'm going to do with this podcast is I will, from now on, I'm going to have one episode swim, one episode bike, one episode run for every week. Then go start all over again the next week. One swim, one bike, one run, one swim, bike, one bike, one run. And every now and again, I'll throw in a segment about nutrition, recovery, injury, transitions, races. All that good stuff. I love talking about triathlon. I could talk to a wall about triathlon. 
I am so excited that you have joined me. Congratulations on taking the first steps towards your triathlon adventure. I hope this beginner's episode to swim, bike, and run fundamentals has inspired and empowered you. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, share it with your fellow beginners, and leave me a review. Stay tuned for more beginner-friendly tips and insights to support your triathlon journey. This is Gil Golden signing off. Remember, every journey begins with a single step, or in this case, a stroke, a pedal, and a stride. Happy training, guys. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.